Hi, and welcome to Allegedly Fabulous. My name is Kevin Loftus, and I am your host and producer. We talk all about pop culture, politics, true crime, personal stuff, and honestly, just whatever comes up. You know what I mean? But everything is alleged. Do not at me. So let's get into it. Thank you so much for listening. Let's chat. Love you. allegedly fabulous this is kevin love you miss you i want to talk about barbie the movie which totally blew me away i absolutely loved it totally surpassed my expectations set design was incredible the fashion was great like just so good i mean margot is a dream and dropped it gorgeous um i thought she gave an amazing performance like it just felt full. It felt like this is what cinema is, honestly. Like it felt like this is not a streaming movie. And I think in a time where like, I know the studios are under pressure, trying to get people to remember that cinema is a magical experience. Nicole Kidman has that amazing AMC ad. I know she's making a second one. Um, like it really felt like the magic of cinema. And I get really irritated by all the LinkedIn thought pieces because it's like five reasons Barbie was a success and it's, it's just some of them are good takes and I'm here giving my own take but I just think like people like good things people like creativity people like fun you know what I mean it doesn't have to be and we let's not like executives now for the next like five years are going to be saying I want Bar- I want we want to do a Barbie movie like what IP do we have that we can monetize it's like they obviously had a really good head start with the IP, but they executed. And execution is sometimes the hardest part. I know that as someone who has a lot of ideas and not a lot of execution power. Obviously, my ideas are not on Barbie level, but anyway, the richness of it, just from every aspect, like it reminded me of like a Nancy Meyer type movie, those early noughties, late 90s rom-coms that I grew up loving with the richness of the set and they give you such a pleasant feeling of being in whatever city it's in oh my god and i um how can i forget the soundtrack like the soundtrack i was enjoying the soundtrack like anyone who likes pop music before i saw the movie but seeing the movie of course really brings it to life a lot more makes the songs feel a lot more rich whereas some of them did feel like a bit throwaway-ish to be honest um but like the lizzo song i really enjoyed in the movie that's the opener um the dua lipa song Oh my God, Margot Robbie gave Dua Lipa a run for her money because can she perform? Oh my God, it felt like Charlie's Angels, the dance performance. And like, that's what we, we've all been screaming top of our lungs that we want these kind of movies and they finally made it and they're reaping the rewards because people are going. People, millennials want to see movies like we do. We enjoy it. Maybe it's only once a year. For me, it's only once a year. Twice a year, maybe. Not even. But I know a lot of people who will go more and they will go for stuff like this. But again, it's like, don't take that and just like make a million others, which I know Mattel is planning on doing. But like the studios need to be the arbiters of taste because otherwise they're going to lose their spot. I loved just all of the the LA references. It was really fun. It's been a while since like we've had a movie that I can remember use LA as like a base. I know we had Once Upon a Time, but I felt that that was like, personally, I don't know, I never even watched the whole thing. I felt like that was 
a super like indulgent movie, a movie for like movie people. This feels different and the LA references were just very funny and apt. It's very, I, I love films that have a really strong sense of place. But yeah, go see Barbie. Bill Maher disagrees with me. Bill Maher being the comedian slash late night talk show host slash political commentator. He might just be a little bored on strike, but he was very activated by this movie. What bothers me about him is he pretends that he is, you know, a Democrat and on Democrat sides and he uses he uses that positioning to almost exclusively criticize Democrats and progressives and liberals. And maybe I'm just not paying close enough attention, but it seems pretty rare that he criticizes Republicans and the far right, etc., etc., etc. So I'm like, I'm genuinely like, whose side are you on? And I think it just bothers me more. Like I have more animosity toward him than Ben Shapiro because he is dressing it up. He dresses up his commentary in this patriarchal, condescending dressing that is so bothersome to me. And honestly, so bothersome to so many of my generation. And that is exactly why a movie like Barbie is such a success because it speaks to us because we are so done with your BS. But Variety did a hilarious article. Mara is basically saying, Patriarchy was a thing. It's no longer a thing. Yes, there are some remnants, but Barbie is act. The Barbie movie is acting like it's a much bigger deal, and I think that's where his critique ends. So I don't know why he's so concerned about that. That's my fundamental issue with it. Like, why are you so concerned about this? Why are you so concerned about the one movie, the one big movie that criticizes patriarchy, when the majority of other mainstream movies are like part of the patriarchy? Like, why is it such an issue? Even if you th even if you think, that's what my whole thing. Even if you think that Barbie kind of missed the point of it and the patriarchy is a little bit overestimated and they went a little too hard or whatever, why is it so concerning for you? Do you accept the premise that patriarchy has existed? There's a Mattel boardroom scene. Um, Will Ferrell is the CEO and in... It's so funny and it's also like gorgeously shot. It looks like everything looks like a movie video. But in the scene, um, Barbie gets to Mattel and like meets the board or whatever. And it's, it's Will Ferrell surrounded by like 10 or 15 lookalike board members and they're all white men and they're all like quite stupid. But they're honestly likable. They're honestly likable. Let's get to that in a second. So Bill says, in real life, so he says the board consists of 12 white men, the patriarchy, except there's a Mattel board in real life and it's seven men and five women. Okay, not perfect even Steven, but not the way the board in the movie, which takes place in 2023, is portrayed. There's more and just like trying not to hit a car. And not really any longer deserving of the word patriarchy. Yes, there was one and remnants of it remain, but this movie is so 2000 late. And this writer said it pretty good. He says, Mar appears to be upset with the film for not depicting the Mattel board as it really is in 2023, even though the film is a satirical comedy and not truly set in our world. Remember, it centers on a plastic doll come to life. Um, no, it's just a movie. It's pretend. You're an adult. You should know that. Why aren't you screaming about... Why aren't you screaming about 
all the women in the roles that this was happening to before because because obviously you don't care because obviously you support the patriarchy so that, that's fine that's just like be honest about that you're just annoying yeah <laughs> what's his name I think what I should do is give it to you and when you are in a better place maybe you can give it back to me because right now I don't feel it was given to me with the right energy okay this is funny so one of my new friends I won't name his name um, but someone I've really been getting on with and having a great time with we ended up spending a lot of time together last week he he asked me to <laughs> I'm just laughing because he he might listen to this because he listened to the last episode and he was very kind about it anyway he needed to get his driver's license allegedly because he is not from America allegedly and needed like his American driver's license so and he was like getting nervous by the test he was like can you come do like while I practice like can you help me practice and like whatever and I was like you came to the wrong person because I'm the worst backseat driver like everyone who lets who takes me anywhere complains about me because I'm like what are you doing move into your lane like can you go a bit slower blah blah, blah. I'm very vocal because I don't like to feel unsafe in a car and it's too important I know shoot me literally shoot me i mean he was driving perfect during the test thing um we did a little test and then we went to dinner and i had my beautiful dog Gigi with me my foster dog who is already gone but that's a whole other story i can't get into because it's too raw right now so i mean the point is we were hanging out and we were like joking a lot um and like really enjoying each other's company and having fun and i there was like a little bit of a question of like is this going to be a romance or is this going to be a friendship certain things he did like were connecting with me in different ways and I was like maybe I need to like reconsider this and on Saturday I just was feeling spicy and having fun and then we all went to like this party that happens once a month together and then my new friend let's just call him Mick with an M like M for Mary but Mick let's just call him Mick uh, Mick arrived late and we were just like having a laugh whatever and we do I guess we were developing like a bit of a flirty whatever allegedly and he was like I'm done let's go get food I'm done and then I was like Mick we're gonna go do you wanna come Mick with an M I was like do you wanna come and he was like yeah sure so then we went to the deli and then we took that video of Denny dancing with a bag of Doritos in his hand cause Staying Alive came on so and they were really pumping the music in that deli. Danny posted on his TikTok and Doritos responded to it. So it's a win. We need the promo we can get. Denny's single is coming out on Friday, guys. Denny's new single, Send You Home with Wolf and Love. Uh, he played it to me, I think. Like I, I, Maybe I didn't say this to you, but he played it to me on the way back from San Diego. It is a amazing song. It really sent me. It really sent me. I know I'm his friend and I know the story behind it. So it feels extra special. But I honestly would listen to the song and think, wow. Just the quality. The quality of the production. I'm so proud of them. And just so excited to, to get to listen to it. Honestly, and put it on my playlist. So that's coming Friday. <clears throat> so anyway, then I was like, Nick, will I add Mick? And will I add um, your stop or whatever? I didn't have end up ending. He lives really close to me, but he ended up just getting out of my house. And I was like, well, you can come up for a bit, whatever. 
I mean, honestly, he kind of just came up for him, with himself. I'm just going to say that. And then we started watching Crappy Lake. And then we fell asleep. When we woke up, we kind of like, we were just chilling and chatting and making jokes like we always do. I don't think I was really feeling it. I kind of wanted to feel it because I do really like him. But I just don't think I was feeling it. And I, he said that I was like dead weight, which I thought was really funny and accurate. Um, because I think I like froze up a bit, you know. And also, I also made a joke. I was like, we're kissing. Like there's an intimacy coordinator in the corner of the room. Because we were kissing like open mouth, but no tongue. And I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. Um, because I just don't think that either of us were that committed to the bit. Um, and if you don't know what an intimacy coordinator is, it's like something Hollywood has started doing in, since like the Me Too movement, where if there's a sex scene now, they'll have a person whose profession is an in, uh, named an intimacy coordinator and they're supposed to help protect the stars so that they don't do things that they're uncomfortable with. Um, so I was kind of proud of that joke that I made. But yeah, and then we ended up getting breakfast and grabbing another couple of the guys and just having so much fun and debriefing and I ended up having a margarita, which is gorgeous. And then I went to Barbie the movie and just lived my life and here we are. While it was going on, Real Housewife, new Real Housewife of New York star Erin Dana Leachy responded to a TikTok that I made, which had a clip of last week's podcast in which I expressed confusion and disappointment and being bothered by the fact that Aaron Leachy donated money to the Trump campaign after January 6th in 2021, after the January 6th election. Again, it's publicly reported. So that's basically what I said. That was, I mean, you can go find the TikTok. Um, you may have heard it already, but that was essentially what I said, except probably a bit more expressively because I was cursing, etc. But it's not so much even like an a judgment on her personally it was just more obviously it's it's i don't support that i don't connect with that but it's just a confusion as to like what's going on because they rebooted this whole cast like i thought the idea was to get people who were like more progressive honestly because uh, there was a lot of criticism from some of the older, the other women. Criticism of those women for, you know, their political stance and their action or lack of action around Black Lives Matter and, and their own pretty blatant acts of alleged racism at certain points and different things. So not all of them, just some of them. So that felt like it was a big part of the reason that the whole thing was rebooted to begin with. So I was just confused because why are we now, why are we now moving to a cast which like, this person if this is true and this is what this person leaves then I mean we were probably better off with the original cast like I, I was just very confused by the whole thing and I expressed that and a lot of other people did as well I actually kind of was looking around after today after Erin commented on my video because um, she also ended up putting out a statement and she also commented on several other videos and sent people responded to a lot of dms and stuff on this so it's obviously bothering her that people are discussing the issue in this way but i did i did do some snooping and it made me think what how do i feel like how do i feel about this because i want the show to be representative of america right because we we love that we can all share in enjoying this show and you can't have it just be 
all Democrats, even though I think the majority of the viewing base is is liberal and progressive and therefore leans Democrat. That's just my hypothesis. I don't know if that's true. And even though I think that it leans that way, I am absolutely sure it's not completely that way. So I do think you need Republicans and I do think you need people who like support Trump at the end of the day. I mean, across these shows, that's kind of otherwise it's not representative because uh, 50% of the country re- supports Republicans and a lot of people support Trump still. So I can get there, but like after there, where do we go? Because we're putting these people on a major pedestal by having them on this platform. That is a show that we adore that opens them up to fame, money, opportunity, and honestly, a lifetime of affluence with less effort on their parts because there's so much open to them. And like I said in the previous podcast, like Erin was someone, she's actually, a lot of people aren't liking her. A lot of people are commenting on my TikTok saying, oh my God, I knew there was something better I hated and this just makes so much sense. I felt the opposite. I, I really liked her. I connected with her. I felt like she was the most, I felt like she was one of the more real and less guarded of all of the women on it. And that's not to be disparaging to the rest of them. That's just what I got from episode one. Like, not saying that I loved everything she said or did, but her reaction seemed genuine, whereas other people seemed to come into scenes, in my perspective, they seemed to come into scenes with, like, a plan um, of how they were going to behave and stuff. She seemed to be just kind of genuinely reacting in the moment. And she seemed, like, fun and warm and, you know, all these other, like and, like, you know, superficial things that are attractive in a housewife, like having a nice life, being really pretty, like having a nice family, like things that we enjoy watching in Housewives, you know? So I, I was disappointed because I'm like, I want to support this franchise and like, she's someone I'm gravitating towards, but then I just see she's an insurrectionist. Allegedly. Like it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work for me. Like I can't do that. So long story short, she, somebody had commented on my video that I posted saying, not true. There's a New York Times article about this people donated once to Trump and then were tricked into doing like an auto donation. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like in my, I didn't respond to the comment, but I was like, yeah, that, that could be it. Like that actually seems like an explanation because, and I'm not trying to defend Erin necessarily. I'm not trying to defend or condemn her necessarily. I mean, I am condemning her for the donation, but we'll get to that in a while, but I'm not trying to, Like, I'm not trying to cancel her. I'm not trying to get her off the show. I'm just, I want to express myself and I think it's okay to have a conversation about this. But that explanation sort of was making a bit more sense because like I said, it's just confusing. There's certain housewives that you can imagine and make sense would have voted for Trump because of their behavior with this. It didn't really jibe for me with this girl being a, the generation she's in, she's Jewish. She, I mean, the Jewish thing is confusing because I do think there's probably a lot of, Jewish people who who might support Republicans more because they feel Republicans are stronger on Israel um, and more pro-Israel um, but I also think there's a big contingent of Jewish people who are like very socially aware and, and um, would not want to associate with a party that are so fascist <sighs> It's just, it's just like, why are we even here? It's just exhausting, such an exhausting thing. 
so anyway, that theory was kind of making some sense to me. And also I did, I was aware of that scandal. I do remember that coming up in the news at the time and me just being like, oh my God, like every day they're just showing, the Trump people are just showing how crooked they are. Like they're even scamming their own supporters, like misleading them into having a recurring donation. It's vile. Aaron responded to that commenter on my post and said, um, I could read the comment, but I didn't, oh, I have it here. She said, you are correct and I really appreciate you. And that's the tone I've re I've since read a lot of the other comments she has like responded to and stuff. And um, that's her tone in all of them. It's very kind, very polite, very warm, which I kind of respect. I kind of like that. And that's kind of like why I like her. Like I liked her as a person. I think there's still just a question of like, okay, well, why did you go for it in the beginning, right? And she ended up putting out a statement via Variety and everything. She says... Regarding the hateful and misinformed social commentary going on about me, I'd like to dispel these false narratives before they continue any further. I do not deny the election and have never supported Stop the Steal. I unequivocally believe that the 2020 presidential election was fair and the president was rightfully elected. So, oh, she's only 36. Oh my gosh, that makes it worse, babe. That makes it worse. Okay, so apparently this all started um, at a, on a Reddit on a Reddit post. That that was maybe the first person who had kind of exposed this, because like I said in the last episode, like the your political donations are public. They're like recorded publicly somehow. That's the one like good thing about America, I guess. Right. Um, very little transparency going on here, but that's a really good thing. So it was. It's between. I mean, there's four at least four. She donated at least four times to WinRed. Let me just go to what she wrote to somebody in an Instagram DM, which I think she's been sending to a lot of people. She said, There was a time very early on when some in my family, bracket, were Israeli and he seemed to support Israel in a way that was different and, and seemed positive, close bracket, that supported him. So some in my family supported him. I was intrigued and therefore I felt in support at that stage. That was very short-lived and I by no means supported Stop the Steal. Somehow my account just kept getting roped in. I didn't even know until the show came out. Insane. January 6th stuff is a complete lie. I was appalled by it all. Anyway, I appreciate the ability to be open-minded and ask questions. I made a bad judgment call for a hot second and that's really all it was. Born and raised Upper West Sider at my core. It's like, I love the tone of this. I think it's great. It makes me like her. Like, it makes me want to root for her. I think there's, like, she's so showing, like, so much humility. I mean, a lot of people are, like, well, a lot of haters in the comments on my TikTok are, like, why does she owe you anything? Like, those are her views. Like, let her live. And, like, I get that to an extent. It's just, like, to me, there's a range and this falls outside. I think supporting Trump, I'm sorry, just kind of falls outside the range, which is something else we need to talk about in a bigger way. Because I want to keep the pressure on. Like, I just don't want to... Again, like I said, it's just a difference between supporting a regular, regular Republican. I'm not even going to get into it, but Trump, Trump, DeSantis, those folk are not good people and I can't support them and I don't want to support people who support them and I don't want to idolize people who are there. I'm not going to tear them down, but I will criticize them if I feel justified in that. But anyway, I think like what she wrote was like really sweet and it's like I... She sounds so human in it, and I'm like, I want to root for you. I just have to say, 
I think it, I'm not sure if I believe or not about the donations thing. I'm just not sure because wouldn't we see earlier donations? That's a bit confusing. Like, wouldn't they have taken donations um, earlier on? And I haven't seen those printed, but maybe they exist. Um, like, because she's kind of making out they were taking donations from like to that, like she donated once in 2015 or 16 before the first election and they kept taking money from her, which I think could totally happen. I think it's only $100, whatever. You just get used to it, especially, obviously, she's wealthy. So, allegedly, it sounds like, you know, the second half of the message sounds very authentic. I don't think you would say I by no means supported Stop the Seal. Uh, January 6th stuff is a complete lie. I was appalled by it all. I don't think that she would say that if she didn't believe that. So I want to say that I believe her there. I do. Um, I think it's just the bit in the beginning where she's obviously being careful with her language and I won't, um, I won't like condemn her for being careful with her language about it. She was like, oh, there's a time very early on when someone in my family supported him. Obviously, like, I mean, let's just get to the point. You obviously supported him. I mean, there's being intrigued in this donating. I don't think anybody really donates to a campaign unless they feel like compelled, like very empowered by what somebody's saying, very much invested. Um, it's just not really believable that you would do otherwise. Um, unless she's like, she's at an event or something and it was like, ended up being like a political family thing and everybody was like, okay, let's donate now. Like, and oh, everyone pressed the button at the same time. Like, I don't know. Um, but again, like the thing is, I would, I, again, I'm not going to totally condemn her over this. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to talk about it again. Did a birth 15th of the 6th, 85. She's obviously masking the language there, but like, she could say, if she, I don't know, she could say, listen, I, I was just pro-Israel and, and he seemed more much more pro-Israel and that's so important to me and I just, I was thinking about that alone and um, as time went on, I just realised it was too much of a sacrifice to make for, um, because of all the other crazy stuff he was doing, even though that's obviously an issue that's really important to me. That might have sat better with me, but at the same time, this is her, this is her words, this is what she feels comfortable saying. So... I think we just have to take it as what it is. I feel a bit bad for her that she has to address this, but it obviously is just the ups and downs of being involved in something like this. Um, it's just a bit ox, like, isn't it? It's just a bit ox, but... I mean, we should be able to have open conversations about this stuff. And I know people are like, oh, Housewives, that's not get political, but Housewives, like, it's not a political space. Everything is political. Everything is political. I'm sorry, it just is what it is. Polit politics is not an abstract thing that's completely detached from your lives. And if you're donating to a political group or anything, like there's consequences to that because there's going to be consequences for the people who suffer if that person gets elected. So I'm going to, I can't help myself from talking about it, but I will try and just be respectful. I don't want to like, I don't want to like hurt an individual. I just want more, I want to like make a point. Okay, but I slipped off topic because the whole thing got me thinking I don't want to single out this person. Who else do I need to remember never to trust? And luckily, obviously the Housewives fans are amazing. And at HousewifeFan08 on Twitter has already 
done a whole spreadsheet on the political affiliations of all of the housewives. Or not all the housewives, all the housewives as of August 2020, or at least a lot of them. And this is really incredible stuff. I'm not going to get into every single franchise and who they all voted for, but I'll put the link in my in the description for this episode if, if you want to take a look. The majority of my like faves are completely safe. There's definitely a handful of people that I'm disappointed by. What made you go to that place? Do you have any idea? It looks like I'm going to have to start watching Atlanta. It looks like I'm going to have to start watching Atlanta. And wow, when they say that black women save the country, lead the country, are the unsung heroes of the country. Well, here it is in the Atlanta spreadsheet. Portia Williams, Phaedra Parks, Ava Marcial, Claudia Jordan, Jordan, Candy Burris, Kenya Moore, Cherie Whit Whitfield, Cynthia Bailey, Nene Leakes, Shamari DeVoe, Kim Fields, and Lisa Wu. All known proud Democrats. And thank you, ladies. And I need to do more to support you because I haven't even been watching the show. I kind of stopped watching in an early season. And I'm literally deciding now that I'm, oh, I'm watching again, even though people are saying this new season's really bad. Who cares? I'm getting into it. Every single member of Potomac is liberal, and they're the only cast where every wife has made her political views known. They're all democratic, so again, I need to get into that. But honestly, thanks again for at HousewifeFan08 for putting this together. Obviously, this is all alleged. Well, the script tends to hold on to things. Hey there, it's Kevin. Welcome back to Allegedly Fabulous. Sorry, I am late posting. I don't know what, I don't know what the cadence of these posts are gonna be because I taped last week. Um, and didn't post because honestly, I have been incredibly busy. I know that's so boring. I keep saying that, but it's the truth. Um, I've honestly been exhausted. Like work is going well, but like it's kind of a lot. And um, I've been like going out and like living, truly living. And you know what? The good thing is I'm back in Ireland in like 10 days. So that's honestly gonna be like a wellness retreat for me. I know I have like things going on there as well, but I will be sleeping full nights, do you know what I mean? And just like recharging. And I often, when I go back to Ireland now, and I'm, cause I'm not doing anything, like it, I feel like more creative and like have time to do like random project. There's a fucking person behind me. It is a fucking psychotic Porsche, like that's obsessed with like me running a stoplight. There's a, there was somebody else like ahead of me that had right away. me as well like they were rushing up to the stoplight but like I got their first one so I went out anyway but yeah I did tape last week I don't even know if I'm gonna post that because I felt like my energy was kind of negative but I probably will um, actually edit it and post it and edit this and post this one and I need to get a hold of like I have a few more evergreen ones in the bag that I need to actually edit and have ready so next time I get overwhelmed by life I can just post. Um, not that you probably care because I know most of the people who I talk to just randomly listen whenever it suits. But I did have a good little cadence. I had more than 15 listeners you guys and it was growing. 
so I don't want to let myself down. But yeah, it just takes a lot of time and obviously editing little clips for social as well, which I talked about in the last episode, one of those is still getting liked on TikTok and stuff, which is kind of overwhelming and also makes me feel shit that I haven't posted more stuff. But um, this is honestly just for fun and I'm loving it. I actually have another project that I'm really excited about. I finally kind of did as well, like thanks to Lexi, hashtag sponsored, except it's not sponsored, Lexpro honestly sponsor me. Because I did something I've been talking about doing for ages and I'm not that far from having it like ready to go. Um, so it really has been the year of me doing things that I've been talking about wanting to do for a really long time and I'm, honestly that gives me like chills just saying that because I'm so proud of myself for doing that. I'm not usually a major tap on tap myself on the back person but I think it's important to be good to yourself when you did something good and aware when you did something stupid. Um, and in this case, like, not that what I'm doing is crazy or groundbreaking or gonna change my life necessarily, but like, it's just actions, just being action oriented, having good ideas and running with them and learning from it and enjoying the process. So I'm really proud of myself for that. But yeah, Ireland in 10 days. Oh my God, I can't even, you know, when you're like getting ready for a big trip, it's like, kind of overwhelmed actually right now I don't even want to go honestly number one I've been missing Ireland actually missing Ireland for the first time since I've lived in America I've been here what I always say seven years I don't think that's even the right account that's the right accounting of it I just say seven because it feels spiritually spiritually feels like eight or nine right now don't know how many it's been since 2017 since 2017 so it's been six it's been six years feels longer honestly um and wow, I just sound jaded even saying that. I've never, I, I think it's just because I'm so go, 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 and I just don't feel like I get a break. And that's, you create your life wherever you want, but obviously living in LA or living in New York is a lot more like that than my life personally was when I was in Limerick or Dublin or even in Berlin. Um, just the work ethic is so different. And that is weighing on me a little bit. Like I do often think, wow, I'd love to just have a few chill weeks in Ireland. And now it's coming up and I've been looking forward to it. But at the same time, I have so much going on like socially at the moment over here, um, which is really nice. And I'm gonna be in Ireland for three weekends and I'm like, oh, I just have this new group of like boyfriends that I love and that we have so much fun with. Let me talk to you about that as well. Um, so it's like I'm gonna be gone for three weekends. It's sort of a lot and honestly last time that happened Was when I went to New York and then my parents were in town. I was kind of out of action for like three or three weekends and That's when the other group of boyfriends that I had and was really good friends with um, Just totally cut me off so um, I guess I'm like conscious of that this time but I mean, what are you gonna do? Obviously, if they fucking cut me off for that, then they're not my real friends. But it's just like FOMO, you know? I've just been having so much fun. Um, this weekend, I, one of those guys, such a good guy, such a good host, the best, hosted a barbecue at his gorgeous complex with this like gorgeous grill and pool. And we just have such good energy, just like, laughing and telling stories by the pool like 
know the host had a good dating story. Everybody always has stuff going on. I don't want to get into it too much because oh no, where's this person living? That's not about me, it's about someone trying to cross the road, but like let them live guys. It's 7.40. It's not rush hour. Like stop being a bitch. Oh my god, he's gonna miss the orange line now. He's gonna freak. Like was it worth it for you to be such a dickhead to that person trying to get through in traffic? It just wasn't. Of course, it's a BMW driver. Denny says BMW drivers are the worst. And I'm starting to see that now between the Porsche and the BMW. Like, get a hold of yourselves, you actual losers. Now I'm mortified for you. Kevin Loftus? Yes, thank you. you. Know, sir? Have a good night. You too. So, my really great friends, Stephanie, Laura, and Sarah, all visited Laura, who lives in Valencia, for a weekend and had a amazing time i was like so happy for them but like so jealous like missed it like really wanted to be there and i think that's gotten me like thinking about ireland and europe in general as well i literally was on idealista punto es which is zillow for spain and checking out prices for property in valencia a city that i've never been to and like i'm looking at addresses that i don't mean anything to me and then i looked up gay bars in valencia because that's kind of like a prerequisite for me living anywhere and there's a ton. There's a ton. I don't. So I don't know much about Valencia, but you never know where life will bring you. You never know where life will bring you. Zayn Malik looks to be making a musical comeback of sorts right now. Um, so he did a big sit-down interview with um, Alex from Call Her Daddy. I thought he spoke really well about the One Direction thing. She was like, I have to talk about it. Like, can you take us back to like what was going on when you left One Direction? It was just such a bit. Everyone remembers where they were, whatever. He was like, he was like, to be honest, now looking back, he, he said a lot of things. He kind of he did give some shady hints. He was like, you know, people were traveling separately, people were getting their deals ready and doing things, you know, secretly. Which I don't, I didn't mind that comment. I think that's fair and like realistic, and it was interesting insight. And he said, I think now looking back, I just wanted to be the first one out of the gate. Like, if I'm honest, I'm competitive. And I knew that being the first one out of the gate would really give me a big edge, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, that's so refreshing that you're so honest. I love that because at the time, I'm pretty sure the statement was he left for mental health reasons, which I think that could have been wrapped up in it. I'm not saying that was a complete fabrication, but you know, you're going for the sympathy, whatever thing there. But also I remember when he was like doing that press tour the first time round, he said he didn't like any of the music and he said like, it was just like, he was like, there was something, there was some quote where he was like, think about it. If you brought a girl home, would you play music like that? No, it's naff or something like that. And I'm just like, like you're missing the point. Like whatever. So he seems to be obviously with time, seems to be in a much better place with it. Um, I don't know how well his song is doing, but it's a bop. It's Sunday in LA. It's a gorgeous day. Yesterday I had a chill morning, slept in. My friend picked me up and we went to the beach and I had just like so much fun at the beach. Well, I saw Josh Altman on the way to the beach. He was driving, I think, in a Rolls Royce right beside us. That was one thing. I had, and then I saw Jeff Lewis of 
flipping out and his hit Sirius XM show at high tops with a few guys and because I am a menace to society of course I approached him and I said hey and he said hey and I said I'm such a big fan and he's like oh what's your name and I was like my name's Kevin and then he introduced me to his friends and then I said how's your night going and then I think I said how's your night going a second time like 20 seconds later in the conversation and I said I have a crush on you and he was like really and I was like yeah I just think you're like you always stand on what you say and I just think that's so attractive I wanted to die as soon as I was saying it we were both dying inside it turned from him being a little bit like fearful which is what I'm, I'm I need to stop approaching bravo liberties it's it's not okay what I'm doing my behavior is not okay and like the thing is if it was Leonardo DiCaprio or something I would not approach him I only approach them because they're bravo people and I think that they're my friends and I think that I know them and I do not and they're afraid of me and I'm too drunk and I'm I'm just embarrassing myself I don't have a major crush on Jack Lewis, sorry, like, handsome guy, whatever, cool guy. I just lost my life at the slightest, like, at the, at the thought of being close to, like, all these people that I'm obsessed with. And that's so embarrassing for me. And that is what I was really cringe about. And also the fact that I said something so stupid, like, Kevin, do better. Kevin, do better. Oh, anyway, I... I I left it there and I was like, okay, well, have a good night. Like, there was no need for me to do what I did, but we're here now and listen. I know the, my first episode of this podcast that I did with Stephanie, I said this year was all about discipline and consistency. That's been a part of it, but it's really been a year of self-expression. I think in the grand scheme of things, I don't regret this interaction with Jeff, but actually I do regret this interaction with Jeff because I just need to stop harassing these people. Like, I actually feel as soon as I, f I get so excited when I see them, and I'm kind of proud of myself that I'm not too cool. You know what I mean? I think it's embarrassing to be too cool to like, you know what I mean? We obviously care about these people. That's why we, that's why they're famous. But at the same time, I need to let them go. I need to remember they don't care about me and I'm making them uncomfortable. So let's just let them go. I would like that to be a lesson that I learn for the rest of this year. Oh, and I also got approved for wig OV today, LOL on some random website because I pretended that I'm heavier than I am. Oops. So I might start that when I get back from Ireland. We'll see. Um, in other news, I went for coffee and clothes shopping with a really close friend of mine today who I don't get to see very often, but we're just such kindred spirits and I adore her and she knows who she is and we just get to talk about the most special things and I think we've been on similar journeys um, so that was really 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 lovely um, always to connect with her I just feel like we're two spirits walking together sometimes but anyway yeah so I'm here at Sweet Green I brought my laptop so I'm gonna edit this podcast and get it up hopefully I think this is gonna be an amalgamation of the last three and then I will go just chill out, get dinner. I'm not working until tomorrow. And 
I'm flying on Thursday. So this has been such a fun LA few weeks, but it's going to be totally different vibes come Thursday. So I'm excited for that. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I really appreciate you. You can find us at Allegedly Fabulous everywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely please go ahead and give us a five-star rating if you liked it and a review. Share it with a friend you think will be interested. And we're on social media as well, pretty much everywhere. So Instagram at Allegedly Fabulous. Threads at Allegedly Fabulous. Twitter at Allegedly Fab, I think. And TikTok also at Allegedly Fabulous. And you can also get me on Instagram at Kevin T. Loftus. Thank you so much again for listening. Until next time, love you. Bye. Okay. Were people doing coke in your bathroom? Oh, come on.